Welcome everybody to the Marvel Guys podcast. My name is Jordan. As always, I am joined by the man that is a foot tall, laying on his back. How you doing today, Spencer? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Uh, that's interesting. A foot tall on my back. That's wow. Hey, wow. We, we were playing with our work iPads today and measuring things, and my coworker. We discovered that six inches is actually. It's shorter than you th- think. Yeah. It was an interesting day. Yeah, sounds like it. Nonetheless. Yeah. We got some exciting stuff for you guys today. Um, as always, we're going to start with a very, very brief news section today because not much is going on in the world of Marvel. And for our main topic, we are going to discuss our, our top 10 heroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everybody loves a good ranking system. Well, we've spent the last day and a half putting together our top 10 for you guys to be able to participate in. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I'm really excited. I don't know how you're feeling, but I am pretty geeked for this. I am amped. I'm so, so excited. I think, like you said, everybody loves a good list. I love a good list. Um, it's like the fantasy football of the MCU. It you is. Know? It is. And I'm excited to see who your number one draft pick would be. Right. <laughs> and before we got started here, we were starting to go into, man, this is my thought process. This is how I did it. Because to let you guys in on our process, um, basically, we had a somewhat vague structured system here where I pretty much told him that we're going to go off of um, the impact of a character. We're going to go off of the, what was it, longevity? Mm-hmm. What was the what was the third here? Yeah, I would say power, abilities, and journey. So basically, their raw power um, as a superhero, um, their abilities, um, and then their impact on the MCU. So that kind of goes along with longevity. And then their overall journey and, um, you know, importance to the whole storyline. So that was the basic parameters for what we were going off of. And I think we both took that and went our own personal ways with it. So if you want to get into how you, before revealing any names, what did you do? What was your process for choosing? My process was basically just kind of um, remembering... I mean, it's kind of tough to do, but remembering scenes from movies, uh, remembering like those emotional experiences that I had in each of like the bigger movies, um, because I think we're all kind of well aware of like the trilogies that certain characters have, like the trilogy of movies that they have that are standalone. We we know their stories, but there's a lot of heroes in these in the MCU like a ton and a lot of like uh I wouldn't even really call them like hero heroes but like the side characters and stuff like that that have to me just as big of an impact as the main people so just trying to weigh um uh just kind of like the emotional experience of it all like um 
you know, what does this person bring to the table that affects the future from that movie on? Sure. Or uh, are there recurring themes with a certain character that are expressed through several movies? So, And I'll be very interested in seeing how this compares to a couple years from now, five years from now, 10 years yeah. from now. Yeah. Um, yeah, my process was basically... Um, I started, I kind of looked up all the characters, all the heroes, figure out what, what am I playing off of here? Wanted to make sure I didn't leave anybody out. And I wrote down anybody that I felt was even relevant to a possible top 10. Mm-hmm. And from there, I starred the ones that I said, this has to be in here. Mm-hmm. And then I just notated small, um, different marks for each one that I thought was in the next level. And then I went from there. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to hear what we both have. Um, the brief news that we saw today is that uh, Spider-Man uh, 3 has started filming. So we should be getting some kind of, you know, leaks uh, of ideas or storylines that may be coming out um, that we can share for you in a spoiler, you know, section of the podcast in the future. Um, but... It is filming under the name Serenity Now, which is a, a classic Seinfeld um, joke within an episode, within a joke. <laughs> within a joke. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, it looks like Spider-Man's starting to film. So I think once we get past the theater issues with COVID, we're going to see back to back to back to back to back. Marvel's kind of... Oh, yeah. They're going to go on a run for the next five, ten years. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you got to think of what they have now what they have planned and you know they're basically just kind of on like standby at the moment so once they get like you know once things are safe to do so things are cleared oh yeah it's it's gonna be full on full on marvel for a while and the other thing we saw is that um there always are rumors like this But now that we're getting into multiverse territory, it becomes a little bit more relevant that uh, they perhaps are reaching out to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to potentially um, perform cameos, which is what I'm guessing. I can't imagine they'd do anything more than that um, for Spider-Man 3, which doesn't shock me. I don't think it's likely, but, you know, it wouldn't blow me away if we saw a glimpse of of each of their uh, characters. Yeah, that would be very interesting, and it kind of plays into... Something I believe I said on maybe the first episode of this podcast, which was that the Doctor Strange movie would probably be one of the most impactful movies of the next phase or phases of BMCU, just because of what the multiverse kind of entails. Um, I mean, it was probably six months ago, maybe less, maybe longer, that uh, you know there was some news that the fox verse x-men had been contacted uh the people the people that played those characters and specifically uh i think cyclops uh, they were contacted and you know kevin feige's real close with them stuff like that so there's potential that it could definitely happen and i think that would be amazing yeah we got jane J. jonah jameson coming back so uh yeah Maybe Toby's character would show up in that, you know, scene of whatever oh, that is. That could be um, amazing. Or it could be a joke. He yeah. could pass by it. Toby on the street, kind of <laughs> double take. 
Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of things they could do. They could do the Spider-Man meme. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, we could get Kirsten Dunst. We could get uh, Emma, um, Stone? Emma Stone. Yeah. Who knows? They can do whatever the heck they want. They're Marvel. They're Kevin Feige. They can pay anybody. They got Natalie Portman back when she wanted nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. So nothing will surprise me. Um, I'm, I'm not expecting to see it, but it would be a cool moment. Ah, yeah, that would be amazing. All right. So as we get into our lists here, um, what I don't want to do is give our honorable mention off the top because I want you guys to be held in some sort of suspense with who we got left on this list yeah so i think honorable mentions suck that could come later guys we were thinking about yeah so do we want to do 10 we're going 10 to 1 but we do our 10 then our 9 we'll go 10 10. so um we will start with number 10 of the mcu heroes yeah um go ahead and start it off just number 10. Who do I have? Let me... Uh, uh, you can say you're number 10. You can give me a, a small reason why. Uh, if you feel like you need to explain it, go ahead and explain it. And I will give you mine, and then we can talk about it. All right. Uh, number 10 for me, I have uh, Doctor Strange as my number 10. Uh, the reason that I have him at number 10... I felt like he should be on the top ten, number one, first and foremost. It's just we've only had one movie, one like standalone movie. He's appeared in Infinity War and Endgame, um, but he's also just like very powerful. He's got an interesting story. Doctor Strange was one of my favorite MCU films for a little while, uh, and I I don't know I think. His abilities are so drastically powerful, man. Like, how much did you weigh character power versus story versus impact? Story was more important. Okay, that's why he's in the top ten, but he's also tenth. Um, Fair enough. Because I, I definitely weighed story. A the counter more. argument would definitely be he's only had one movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's only appeared in what three? I believe um, three. Yeah. Well. Did Thor appear in Doctor Strange or did he appear in Thor? He, he, they he appeared both did. in Thor. They both appeared in yeah. each other's movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's technically, I guess, four. Okay. Four movies, but yeah, I can I can rock with it. Um, I have Vision. I have Vision at ten. Ah, yeah. Um, this is a character. I won't reveal who I was going back and forth with to fight for this last spot, but this was the last spot I did. I did. I started at the top and went backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vision and one other person was racking my brain, and I was trying to figure out what truly matters here. Vision got the tiebreaker because of many reasons. One, as far as impact, I mean, do you get much more impactful than... The combined brains of yeah. Tony Stark. Uh, we got the Hulk. We've got uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, we've got uh, Jarvis. We've got yeah. uh, what became Ultron. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Not to mention his his voice was the one that was there with Tony through childhood. He's had as yeah. much impact on uh, creating Iron Man as anybody. That's true. Um, outside of his pro- probably his father. That's very true. And he housed an Infinity Stone, which 
it's the Infinity Saga. Yeah. So having an Infinity true. Stone uh, automatically makes you big time. Yeah. Um, and he was the final nail in the coffin against Ultron, which was um, the second uh, Avengers movie. And so a lot of things contributed toward it. I couldn't. His emotional journey was not very strong mm, because yeah. that's true. Though he died, he was completely uh, reliant on Scarlet Witch for emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that's that's his thing is he's mm-hmm. unemotional. Yeah. And he became more human, of course, as time went on. Yeah. And it, I don't know if we've seen his full arc yet. Because his TV show is coming out, but it looks like it's in the past. So who knows what's going to happen there. But it was hard for me to leave Vision out of this list. And so I ended up with him at number 10. Sweet. Yeah, so, I think Vision's a, a gr- amazing. Yeah, I hero, felt like he especially. needed to be in there because he was a part of so many important things. Um, curious who you have at nine. What, what's your nine? No, you do your nine. You, Fair just, you just did your 10. I do you. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'll do my eight. Th- yeah. This might be lower than you would expect. Okay. Um, I have Black Panther at nine. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, probably similar to why I have Doctor Strange at 10, I would imagine. Something along the lines of he's not been in that many movies, but he's he's got to be in the top 10. Well, here's the thing. Wakanda became the central figure for the last two movies. It did. The last two movies have more weight than any other movie on this list, in my opinion. Yeah. When it comes to the impact, if you weren't a part of the last two movies, mm. then you automatically were um, dropped. Okay. At least dropped big time. Um, and so Black Panther was arguably the most important um, aspect of the you know Infinity War war. Mm-hmm. Just because he provided the Wakandan resources. So mm. it starts there. Um, longevity. He's been around for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being in Civil War and being really a central figure to the Captain America storyline, uh, that helped his case because Captain America is really the heart and soul of a lot of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um and Black Panther has had, uh, you know, he's been kind of the vigilante of the universe for a little bit here. He kind of just fights for himself and then ultimately his people once yeah. his uh, father uh, dies and he takes over the mantle and he becomes king. So I saw somebody that uh, ultimately, yes, was very powerful. However, his power was the least uh, important thing on the scale here. In my opinion, his impact in a short time period was actually pretty profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking into account the uh, commercial success of Black Panther, I have no doubt he was um, you know, meant for bigger things within this universe. And I think... He but he belongs in the top ten, but he wasn't going to be playing with the big boys. Right. So I think nine is a good spot to put him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. That, yeah, absolutely. Um, my number nine. This is where I get into controversy very, very, very quickly. You might be surprised. But number nine, I actually have Black Widow. Uh, okay. The reason that I have her so low is based off of power um but the taser doesn't do it for you the taser doesn't do it for me <laughs> uh, 
But when you consider that she's in almost every film, when you consider her emotional journey, she was in the first film. She too. was in the first film as a dude. Yeah, a, a spy yeah. in the first film. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I, she had to be in the top ten. I just when I was going through this list and I was looking at like power levels and I was really trying to weigh this thing appropriately because I think initially I went off of story and then I adjusted it a little bit based off of power but then also just trying to keep as much of story in in mind as possible um so yeah I, she just kind of fell a little low and I think that that would maybe maybe upset some people it might upset some people that she's in the top 10 but it might upset people that she's just that low for me but, I hope it upsets people. That's what these are for. Yeah, this exactly. is for debate. Exactly, this is for debate. I want to dislike your list. Yeah. So, so yeah, I have Black Widow is my number nine. You know my biggest problem I have with that? <laughs> I really want to hate your list. <laughs> I have Black Widow at number eight. Oh really? Black oh, Widow. You're gonna love this thing. Black Widow is my number eight because many of the reasons you stated, she has to be in the top ten. If she's not in your top ten. That's tough for me to accept because she was so important mm-hmm. to the story. She is Nick Fury's <laughs> right-hand woman throughout the entire thing. Somehow he knows he can trust a Russian spy more than anybody yeah. in the entire series. Yeah. Over Cap, yeah. over Stark, especially over you know Banner, who just gets lost every now and then. Um, she was a main love interest. She was an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, you barely knew anything about her, truly, and you still cared about her. Mm-hmm. Um, her death was very impactful. Um, it, there was a whole lot of things that went in her favor. As you said, the power level quite low. However, for humans, she's very, she's very powerful. powerful. Yeah. So, I mean, hand to hand combat. She could hold her own against Captain America. For that sure. In itself, gives me the, um, you know, Cap has the leadership qualities in terms of speaking um, and rallying the troops, but she has the leadership qualities and she gets it done. She go, she goes in first. She's the fastest, um, you know, in terms of uh, getting in places getting around people she's you know sleek she's she's Catwoman, you know yeah um but she i mean she's in this top 10 for me absolutely Um, she was more important than black panther to me because she was there for 11 years Mm -hmm. black panther was there for about four yeah and his impact was enormous vision's impact was uh medium but he was involved in so many things within the series um, that I had to get him in there. But Black Widow, in my opinion, her power um, was overcome by the justification of her impact and her longevity within the series. You know why I laughed so hard when you said, you know, I want to hate your list, but I have Black Widow at number eight. I'm wondering if you have Black Panther at eight. I do. Yeah, Black that's Panther funny. Is, is number eight. That's so funny to me. Um and it's basically for all the reasons that you stated. He made such an impact right away. Like, as soon as he came in, he made there was an impact, there was an emotional story told right away in Civil War. Wakanda became the epicenter for the last two movies. It, it's just... 
man, like you cannot say enough about the impact that Chadwick as Black Panther had like from the start, even though it was a short amount of time, he made such an impact right away. And like you said, circumstance would lead us to a different thing now, but like he was absolutely destined to be an even bigger part of the MCU going forward. So, well, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. The penultimate scene of the Infinity Saga is the, the portals. Cap looked behind himself. The first person. Turned around. Yeah. The first person was the leader. Yeah. If, if not Cap, the leader was Black Panther. Yeah. So Cap was the leader of their army, but Black Panther was the leader when mm-hmm. Cap was not available. Yeah. That shows... They were ready to pass that torch to the next leader of the Avengers. Exactly. Black Panther. Exactly. To me, that's enough to get him on this list. And and some people would argue um, that he should not be on the list. And some people may argue that uh, the commercial and cultural impact um, would vault him up this list. To me, uh, this list was trying to stay within the lore of the movie. Yeah, and um, not trying to be outside. Using the commercial success only... Uh, validated that there was no doubt his star was rising. Right. They were not going to yeah. sell that stock. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. That was that was my interpretation. And fair enough, that's a little bit subjective, but this is a list. So. Yeah. So I feel like I should maybe do my number seven since I just did my number eight. But number seven, and once again, once again, I get into my controversy bag. So by the say, way, people, we did not consult at all. At we didn't all. talk about this at all. This is completely wrong. We actually raw. totally, we text each other saying, hey, this is the idea. Get your list ready. You got a day and a half. And we haven't discussed it. Even when we started to talk about how we did it, we stopped. We stopped because we didn't <laughs> we want to, we wanted to wait to the podcast so you guys could. Yeah. Hear. I want to see your reaction to this, actually. I want to see if. Because ma- my number seven is Gamora. Because here's the thing. Her emotional ties to Thanos. Thanos is the Infinity Saga. No doubt. You can't even have the Infinity Saga without Thanos. She's one of the only characters that has that close of an emotional tie to Thanos. And as you said, the last two movies, if you are a big part of those last two movies, you're in the top ten to me. She's also extremely powerful. I think she's insanely more powerful than Black Widow to me. Even though they're kind of a similar, like, style. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the emotional weight of Gamora's death in Infinity War, that storyline that had been cultivated through the Guardians movies, you knew exactly where it was leading, you knew exactly where it was going, but you still didn't expect that. And then when you tie into an in-game, when you have old Gamora coming back, she sees Star-Lord, you know, it's a little thing, and then, like, she disappears. That's the last we see of the Guardians, at least for a while. They're searching for Gamora. Like, you think of, think of, think of this. Think of this. The Avengers were 
literally an eyelash away from stopping the entire thing from beginning because they were that close to taking the, the gauntlet off of Thanos' hands. But it was the emotional weight of Gamora's death that overcame Star-Lord into that scene that has become iconic because everyone hated Star-Lord for like a, the longest time because of that because they were so close to stopping it. But I don't know, man. Maybe I'm a sucker for love stories. Maybe I'm a sucker for the whole like daddy-daughter thing. I don't know, but like... Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, dude. She's she's in my number seven. She's she's in my number seven spot. I've stayed silent over here. Um in shock because I completely disagree. Uh I didn't have her in my last sixteen. I wrote sixteen names down wow. and, and picked from my ten. <laughs> she wasn't even a thought. Wow. Um but that's interesting. I completely disagree, but I get it. I get it. Uh, like you said, Endgame and Infinity War have a huge weight here. Um, she died, and it was really sad. You know, it wasn't, you know, I, as much as I love, like, um, the Drax and Mantis probably wouldn't have balled. For, for one, I thought they died when, when yeah. Thanos had <laughs> turned them into sliced cheese. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what weird. we're doing. <laughs> um, and she's the main love interest of um, Star-Lord on top of being Thanos' daughter. She has quite a web um, around her. Mm-hmm. Her, you just couldn't find the justification to even put her in anywhere remotely close. Here's the thing. And I get that. Here's where I'm coming from on I completely disagree. I think the Guardians is the most irrelevant story of the Infinity Saga. It does introduce Thanos. Mm. And that is why it is relevant. Mm. Um, but when you take all of the movies and the characters... You could have done um, the. You could have done Endgame, you know, with Nebula and, you know, a small Gamora appearance. To me, Gamora, it makes sense story wise, but it doesn't overcome most of the impact and power issues that I had um, with her. I thought about her for a moment. But I just couldn't. When I looked at the other names, I couldn't justify putting her down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I get but it. But see, I get it, and I'll tell you why I get it later. Um, yeah. based on who I do or don't have on this top ten. What the one thing that I would say though is that I actually weighed the Guardians movies a lot heavier than you did, and I think that's why. It's, it's yeah. basically because I Probably mean philosophy difference because of the the stones. There's so many stones and so many things going on and so many things popping off with the Guardians movies. Yes, the mere introduction of the Guardians to me as a comic book fan meant that oh my gosh, like these guys have they're gonna have a massive role going forward in this Infinity Saga, which they yeah you could argue that they kind of did. I mean, they had some a lot of screen time yeah. in, in, in Infinity War, but like, they weren't like as impactful as they should have been or could have been. But at the same well, they time, they're like, late too. yeah, they got in there really late. But 
Um, yeah, that yeah. Uh, that was the mere difference between the two of us in our list. And I probably kind of misspoke when I was saying that they had the least relevance to the main story because they had the least amount of time of relevance yeah. to the main story right. is what I should have said. Right. Because they're incredibly relevant. Um, they were the jumping point to Thanos. They were the reason we even know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and later in the uh, storyline of the MCU, they become really the focal point I mean, uh, of Infinity War and Endgame yeah. with Gamora and Nebula acting as two of the three real main characters. Exactly. And I think that that's why I kind of weighed it so heavily is because they, the Guardians movies give you a backstory to Thanos, who you still at that point had not seen yet. Yes. So that's that was just my, my interpretation, my reasons for having her on there. Once yes. again, extremely controversial. She's probably not on anyone else's top ten. I still disagree, mine. but I, I get where you're coming from. Right. And I actually I'm less upset about it now. <laughs> because you're you're right. Um when you're weighing in the last two movies, it's hard to overlook them in general. They spend mm-hmm. the most time with Thanos. Um Star Lord spends a lot of time, you know, fighting Thanos and uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't hate it. I, I don't agree, but I'm excited to see what your number seven is, though. I really am. My number seven. Two years ago, I never would have thought this was. Uh, this would, I would have laughed if you suggested this character as top ten. Really? Um, two, maybe three years ago. Now I forget oh, okay. what year it is. Okay. Um, it's Ant Man. Ah. So. Okay. Without Ant Man. And I'm slowly realizing as we do do this that almost every character has a version of this. Uh, without Ant Man, there is no Endgame. Obviously, yeah. this is incredibly yeah. obvious because <laughs> he essentially provides the means to the story of Endgame. And now that you say that, what's the biggest part of Endgame? It's the time travel. Pim pim particles. Yeah, exactly. So he has to be, yeah. He's so integral to the story. Yeah. This is another situation where um, power may not be top 10, um, mm-hmm. but it's not weak. Um, but when you look at his impact on the finale, yeah, it's just one of those where I go, I can't, I can't not put this guy in the story. Yeah. Um, and when I was thinking back, we've talked about this before, how incredibly well done the Ant-Man movies are. For one, yeah, dude. being a comedy in a movie, yeah. uh, in a, a, a cinema universe of dramas um, and action, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's an incredible love story within a comedy. Yeah. Um, but it's also a father-daughter story that's heart-wrenching. Um, it's a father-son story, um, or father-daughter, I guess I should say. Um, father-daughter story that becomes a father and, you know, eventually son-in-law because they're, you know, in between. And every, there's a big triangle of issues. <laughs> and, of course, the, the mother returns um, after years and years. It's an emotional journey. The movies were incredible. Um, they were hilarious. Uh, Paul Rudd really took to the character. Um, and time travel, of course, is literally the first hour of Endgame. It's just yeah. them going back and forth about how to do time travel. Exactly. So um, that was the reason. I think he's really powerful. I don't think he's justified, justified top 10. But as far as impact, um, this is a guy that was originally supposed to be part of the original four, mm-hmm. um, original five it would have been. 
Yeah. Um, but his movie got backed up, and so they had plans the whole time to make him integral to the story, and I think they made up for it at the end. I think they did, too. And I think, as you said, I really feel like the Ant-Man movies are kind of slept on in the entire MCU. They, 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 I truly feel that they are. Because they're well done. They're so yeah. well done. And, oh, I mean... <sighs> I mean, it's Paul Rudd. The emotional range you, of Paul Rudd yeah, really turned it, out to be quite impressive. Exactly. I mean, I, I, was, I was shocked. I was bawling when I went back to watch yeah. Ant-Man and I watched his relationship with his daughter. And then you remember uh, being five years away from her and seeing her all grown up. That hit hard. So hard. So hard. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, who did you have for number six? You want me to go first? Yeah. You ready for this? Oh, you're getting into your first controversial one, huh? Well, I mean, I guess it might could be, be for some. Ant-Man could be controversial for some as it well. It could, but because he's kind of disregarded sometimes. He is. Um, this may be perfect. This may be way too um, high for some. I would hope not. But this may be way too low for others. Okay. Because his power is arguably number one. I've got the Incredible Hulk oh, at number six. Wow. Um. To me, I should be arguing as to why he's so low, in my opinion, because the power is so ridiculously strong. Yeah. And he's been there for every single film, you know, that was big time relevant, The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, here's why, even if you felt like, I don't care about the Hulk, I don't care about his story, there was only one person that could click those fingers. And that's you know, true. Take the blast. That is true of the Infinity um, Stones. So, again, if you did something in Endgame that helped the heroes win, it was tough for me to keep you off this list. And the Hulk, while being so important to the main storyline, while having a love interest, while having an own self-discovery storyline, um, while having his own solo movie, which uh, you know was pretty good. Um, it was it was really hard for me to find a spot that was right for him because I really liked Mark Ruffalo's portrayal of Hulk. I felt for him. I felt bad for him. Um, and he's so freaking powerful that I really struggled with this one. But I felt like the two people I put above him um, in the next two... I feel like I should have to defend them because I think Hulk kind of got jobbed here. But I feel secure with where I put him. I would completely agree with everything you said. The thing is, for me, the, the, the standalone films. Number one, we only got two. Ruffalo wasn't even in them. He is an integral part. He's in every Avengers movie. He is a very massive, no pun intended, Part of Age of Ultron is a the, one of the biggest parts, as you said, with Endgame. Uh, I just went a different way, I think, with mine. While while power was extremely relevant, I went a different way. I think with I know where list. this is going. You probably do, but my number six is still probably going to shock you because this person's on the list, number one. But also that it's that high. 
But my number six is actually Clint. And once again, just like Gamora, extremely, I think, controversial because it's Clint. Like, come on. Why is he even in the top ten to begin with? He's an archer. Tell me why. His emotional story. Scarlet Witch, when she is, you know, finally joining the good side, helping in Age of Ultron, she gets that impactful speech from Clint. Uh, the emotional weight that Clint feels during Quicksilver's death. Uh, the emotions that you feel with him and Natalie, or well, Natasha and Natalie, um, with, in regards to like the in-between of Infinity War and Endgame, his family, the importance of those scenes um, in Age of Ultron, when you see him with his family for the first time and you kind of see that, oh, wow, like, everything he's doing is for his family like and you don't see that for a little while like the first you know couple movies that he's in I guess like you don't really see that side of him you just think of him as just like this guy who's just an archer he's like the weakest Avenger you know those kinds of things but uh, you know when Scarlet Witch wants her freedom in Civil War who's there to kind of help her escape Vision Clint uh, who was the first to find the Infinity Gauntlet in Endgame while it's just sitting there in a pool. It's Clint. Um, he's in every Avengers movie, which is, you know, kind of a, a thing. It's a theme. He's not in Infinity War, but that's made up for with him being with his family. What makes him like better that. than the Black Widow? I think it's, to me, I think it's just the... Double down on the emotions? Double down on the emotions. While there are a ton of emotions with Black Widow, like, there's equally as many emotions with, with Clint. Be, just based off of his family. I'm I'm a sucker for, like, family stuff. Like, family-oriented things. And so, like, it really got me that, like the beginning of Endgame, you see his whole family get wiped out in front of his eyes, and he doesn't even know what's going on. You see what he becomes because of that, how that affects Natasha, uh, you know, um, the whole weight of Natasha's death scene, and, like, considering that how it would have equal, been equally as sad as if it was Clint, not her sacrificing themselves because I think to me they are generally considered the weakest Avengers in terms of just overall power people that are fighting sure. yeah people that are fighting for sure uh, because Cap has him he's this strong dude with a freaking shield that's like virtually indestructible Iron Man has a you know billion dollar suit that shoots rockets and uh, flies and all this other stuff Thor is a god so like you know and then the Hulk. But, like, like I said, I really weighed story. I really weighed emotions that I personally felt through the movies. Clint was a lot bigger part to me than people will ever give credit for. Like, that character truly means a lot to the MCU. So that's why I think he's number one in my top ten, but also But number that high. six. But number six, yeah. But I think 
And I mean, once once we get into the top five, it's yeah, really going to get see. interesting because I I wanted to make mine. I also wanted to make it's my to list different, and I wanted to make it yeah true to me. And uh, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I I did but not I, have I, uh, Clint in my top sixteen. He was yeah. He was probably he'd probably be the last. I did think about him though. List. No, yeah. I I thought about him. I couldn't justify putting him over Black Widow, and Black Widow was eighth on mine. So I didn't. I knew I did a one versus one. Yeah. And she knocked him out. I see. That was what I did. I see. He killed a lot of people. <laughs> he killed a lot of people. <laughs> he killed a lot of people, and here was the death knell for him. He wasn't in Infinity War. Yeah. He was erased for the second most important movie of the series. But I think, to me, like I said, the the overarching story and then detailing why he's not in there makes it equally as important to me. Sure. Because of how much that meant to him just to be able to spend that time with his family. And you got to think, too, that like the timeline is very quick from Civil War to Infinity War. So, you know, he really didn't even get that much time with them, and that's what that's what sucks. Well, I did because he survived, though. But yeah, I mean, I'm just speaking purely off of like seeing in game for the first time. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. when you first see it, you're like, oh my gosh! Like, well, it, it, he got like what a couple days. <laughs> you you knew going into that scene with Black Widow and um, Clint that one was not coming back because yeah. we had already seen it before with Gamora and Thanos. Yeah. And you know like when you when somebody says, "Hey, help me with a decision." I'm 50/50 on it. Mm-hmm. And people say, "Flip a quarter in the air." Then they're not waiting for heads or tails, they're waiting for you to think about what you want it to be. They say, yeah. they say Natasha's heads, Clint is tails." And they go, "What did you think? What did you want it to be?" There's your answer. Yeah. Well, who are you who did you want to survive? Right. I wanted I, Black Widows to survive. I I, uh, I actually wanted Clint to survive. And maybe there's the difference. Yeah. That was our quarter. Yeah, that was that was. They our, were both hanging on the ledge. Yeah. And I noticed that she was the the bottom, you know, and she was gonna go. Uh, that was when I was really struggling because I wanted her to survive. I thought she had already gone through her pain and she overcame it and Clint kind of backpedaled into a spiral and started killing people you know yeah and that's one thing that you just don't do as a hero is is kill people and he you know unleashed <laughs> and Black Widow uh, mellowed out and became a society member after those yeah. five years and she really assumed the leadership of uh, Avenger you know compound because Nick Fury was no longer with them so yeah. can I she just... was essentially Nick Fury by the end of it can I also say that like I kind of felt like that could be a thing as we were watching Endgame for the first time what, what uh, that I, I kind of felt that like she could pass like she could go in that movie just purely based off of that yeah I think she when, kind of became at peace with everything she became at peace right. with her role at least her story was done yeah um, but that was almost what made it that much more sad yeah, because yeah. she had finally overcome everything it's yeah. like somebody a student that like graduates and then they get in a car accident exactly. the next monday it's exactly. like they like put in all that work and they reach their the... pinnacle and they don't get to see the fruits of their labor exactly and clint it's like well He's he had probably a... went to prison <laughs> you know like um, <laughs> oh. i just it was a it was a weird thing to and i'm not the kind of guy that's rooting for goody goodies but 
when he was killing loads of people, I was going, there's no coming back from this. Right. You know, he's, he knows this is the end. And that's why I thought he was going to die and was hoping he was going to die because I knew one of them had to die. Right. And I thought, okay, he's, he's troubled now. And yeah. he knows he can, he can give his life as somewhat of a peace offering to all those people he took um, their lives from and give it back to um, Natasha. And so I thought maybe that's the way they would go. And uh, so, you know, as much debate as we're having over this and as mm-hmm. much emotional ties, uh, I can't be mad at him being in the top 10. I don't I don't agree with him being that high. Yeah. But uh, especially when you see him paired off against Hulk, in my opinion, <laughs> um, one of the strongest people in the history yeah. of Marvel, yeah. um, who yeah. was in maybe two less movies than, than Clint. Um, tough for me to rationalize that. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, the rest of this list. And it, when we is get it? to... Is it oh, really going to get... Oh, yeah. It's okay. going to get interesting. I'm wondering... Oh, so my guess is you don't have Hulk, and my guess is you don't have Ant-Man, so I think we're going to well, split here. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll I don't, see, I don't know, but that's my guess. We're getting close to top five. We are in top five now. We are We are in top five. We have so, reached top five. Yeah, so, okay. uh Go ahead. Who you you got want me five? to do my five? Uh, give me five. Yes, you're, my, you're five. My entire five? No, oh, my, no oh, you're, you're number oh, five. Fifth. Okay. Uh, huh. Okay. Well, Then keep in mind, this is the f- fifth most relevant, strongest, best, most emotional <laughs> character of the entire MCU Infinity Saga. <laughs> Okay, so this one is obviously kind of based in power, somewhat in story, somewhat in emotions, but kind of more in, the more, more in power, yeah. Because okay. this person, in all honesty, if you really think about it, shouldn't be in the top ten. But, to me, I think so. Is it Captain Marvel? No. All right, go ahead. Scarlet Witch. Okay. Because of her power, man. Dude, she is, she doesn't even know, that's the thing that we don't even really take for, like, at all in these movies. She doesn't know what her power is. Like, she doesn't even know how strong she actually is. We've never seen her at full potential. The closest we have was in Endgame, and that's not even close. Because Before going any further, who do you think I have at five? Who do I think you have at five? Yeah, who would you guess? Um... Judging uh, that you have Hulk at five, six, I would say probably Captain Marvel or somebody. It's Scarlet Witch. I no have her, way. I have Scarlet Witch at number five. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah. So I want to hear your talking point a little bit on this, too. Well, for me, it was, it was, she's definitely in the top 10. I knew that going in. For me, it's a no brainer. Some people might disagree. Um, we've talked extensively about Scarlet Witch in the past, but. Yeah power i when i wasn't sure where to put somebody i defaulted to power yeah to me she is a top three hero in power yeah absolutely that was where i started maybe maybe fourth maybe fourth um but it started there and i thought uh emotion Mm. she's got it she has you know uh her and vision she was the emotion of the storyline of her and vision um, she and made Vision more of a man. I mean, no doubt. And she retained her or got her powers from an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Okay. We're starting from from that. That was another reason. 
she for me. she's like Black Widow, but incredibly powerful. You know, yeah. they come from similar backgrounds of torture and mm-hmm. and captivity, um, and so it was a no brainer for me in terms of power and emotion, and then in terms of impact. Are you kidding? I know she was. Uh, I mean, she starts th- off as a as a as a villain. Yes, and and makes a complete full circle. She even loses movie. her accent. Yeah, <laughs> miraculously. Yes. Um. And so yeah, for me, it was a no brainer. It was just a matter of where am I going to put her? Yeah. I mean, she lost her brother as well, and she had to kill. I mean, her lover. Yeah, she to had to stop kill the the bad. Such an impactful scene, only to see it replayed and then. She had to deal with him dying twice Twice. in front of him, once by her own hands. In seconds. So, that whole thing. I mean, one of my favorite scenes in Infinity War by itself is her and Vision fighting off Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight. I I thought that was such a really cool scene. What a way. I mean, it was startling when he gets stabbed right in the chest when you least expect it. But, like, well, to begin the fight, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it was just like startling. It was awesome the way they did it. Um, but like I said, I think going forward, and we and I've talked about this before. I think on the first episode was where where what is she going to be doing now? Because like I said, I don't think we've seen her full potential, and I think that she's going to have extreme like. Uh, not even power. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the, the, the word would be, but like pull, maybe? Uh, going forward. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Five for me. Yeah, and I, I love people that are so powerful, but they stay away from people because they know they'll, they'll beat them up. Yeah. You know? And Scarlet Witch and Hulk are in that vein. Yeah. So for me... Back to back, having two of the most powerful characters in the MCU, yet both people that care more about uh, somebody else than their own, you know, safety. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I want you to do your number four first because my number four is probably going to upset a lot of people. I'll just say that they, it was upsetting for me to put that person at four, but I got over it really quick. I justified it. I think. I think I know your number four. Probably. But I want to hear your number four. My number four, I think we all know who our top three are going to be. Maybe not the order, but we know who the top three are going to end up being. So number four for me was who is incredibly relevant to the last two movies. That was an important factor. Who is incredibly powerful. And who is very much... A reason that they won. Captain Marvel. I'll give you one more guess. Thor. That was a worse guess than Captain Marvel, and I'll tell you why <laughs> later. But, I mean... Doctor Strange okay. was my number four. Wow. I had him at ten, and you and had him And that's why I didn't argue against him yeah. or for him, because I had him coming out later. Right. So, Doctor Strange... Ah, might be number yeah. one on this list in terms of power because whoever he faces off against they're just gonna they're not even in. in the same realm <laughs> yeah you know? um that's such a like that's such a like crazy power to have it's ridiculous he can just trap you in some yeah. you know 
dimension and you're done. Like you don't even have to really fight. He doesn't have to win. He, he just has to have, not get his butt like, kicked. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it started there and I said, I said, who can he beat one-on-one? That's where I went down the line. I said, I said, Vision, no, he's not going to win that. He'll kick Vision's butt. Black Panther, no contest. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, ha. Ant-Man, wouldn't even show up for the fight. <laughs> Hulk, that'd be fun to watch. That would be fun. only if Doctor Strange was feeling playful that day. Yeah. Because if he took it seriously... Oh, dude. He would end the fight. He could slice Hulk in, in different... Scarlet yeah. Witch was the one that I got to that I said, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I said, hmm, who, who would win that? Yeah. And I think it's Doctor Strange by uh, uh, a Justin I, Gatlin 100. I, I, I would say Doctor Strange based off of like experience maybe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, Her raw power may be more, you know. But she doesn't power. have get control. And like she doesn't does. know what she's doing. Exactly, yet. exactly. So Doctor Strange to me at power beat everybody else on the list and that gave me the strength to put <laughs> him in the top six or so. Then I said, did he matter in Endgame? Well, does he matter, dummy? Yes, he mattered in Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Why did we get to yeah. say Black Panther was the first person to come out because, because of his of portals? Because of his portals. He exactly. was the only one that even knew anything was going on. Yeah. Spider-Man told us with his commentary, uh, Vision or uh, Doctor Strange said we needed to come help. Yeah. He was the only one that was aware of what was yeah, going on. Exactly. Because he saw the because future. Because he saw the Precisely. by enabling Iron Man in the final scene... Mm. Iron Man mm. was not going to do that until he looked at Doctor Strange and he gave mm. him the finger. Yep. Not that finger, not th- <laughs> but the one finger letting yeah. him know, hey. This is the one. This is the one where you yeah. sacrifice your life right here. Yep. You're going to save the world. You're a yep. better man than I ever gave you credit for. Yep. I don't think people go through that emotional cycle in those two seconds because they're so they're, they're stuck on Iron Man. But right. Doctor Strange gave up the one thing he was sworn to protect to save to the save, world. And yeah. How crazy is that? He was integral integral and the only reason they got the time stone back because he they name dropped him. Yeah. He helped with darn near every part of Endgame and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me the guy's got so much potential. He's going to probably be the leader of the next um, group now that Black Panther um, is uh, no longer with us. Uh, you know, Captain Marvel will be the the power of yeah, the crew, she, she'll but be like I think the, Doctor Strange will be the the a leader. Um, she'll be like the Thor. He, he, yeah, and he's yeah. like the Tony Stark. You know. Yeah, 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 for sure. So the, the fast talking, you know. Yeah. And witty, and it doesn't hurt that Benedict Cumberbatch played a great Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. But those are all the reasons, and I felt like. What am I missing? How how can you not put him here? And I understand if maybe you overlooked him and didn't mm-hmm. um, see a top five character in him, but it was tough for me to keep him out. My my thing was like I said, just story for me. Yeah. So that's why my top four are literally going to like make you and anyone that listens to this extremely probably angry. Wait, top four because of how I have it organized. Okay. So because I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna write down who I think is in your top four that everybody's gonna lose go, their mind. Go four I'm to guessing one. you have the three that I'm thinking of. Go four to one, and then and then get back to me. Okay. Um, 
All right, let's go with. Uh, don't don't even say it. Just, no, just not, show it to I'm me. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'll show you after. Oh, you'll show me after. I'll show you after. Yep. <laughs> okay. Go, all right. All right. Um, all right. I'm cool with this. I like this. Okay, I've got it. Go ahead. Number four. Number four is, and I'm building anticipation here. Thor. Captain America. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have him at number four purely because of who I have at number three. And I think that number three's impact is more, has so much more to do with the MCU than anyone will ever give credit. If it wasn't for the person who I have at number three. Talk about number four for now. We'll get there. Then Cap would be there. And it's so crazy because Cap is more powerful than this person. Cap is way more powerful than this person. But like, Am I missing something? Yeah, I think you are. All right, Possibly. Go ahead. go ahead. But uh, like I said, I mean, it's my list. It's it's based in story more than it is anything else. And I mean, I know, I understand Captain America had one of the coolest and most touching. My favorite story arc was Captain America's. There's no shame in being four. Like, I love, love Captain America's story so much. Like, he was, that's my favorite story in the entire MCU. But... When I ranked it amongst the other stories, the other things that are like not really ingrained in a, because I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to spoil it without spoiling it. Number three doesn't even have a movie. I think I know who. So it is. number four being Cap, I think, you know, there were so many incredible scenes, so many things that we saw with his story, with the way that the character dynamic with him and uh, Sharon, with. Uh, him and Bucky with him and you know Red Skull who what you know, once again you know if you're looking at timeline like in the actual universe like in that universe that's the first time the power stone or any kind of stone kind of pops up was with Red Skull uh, I'll tell you what he's in I, my top three of course so when we get to him on my list we'll have a small debate <laughs> As to why he should be ahead or behind the next, okay? Well, oh, we'll, okay. We'll go straight okay. to. But keep in mind, though, like I'm purely doing this, sure, because of how I felt their importance is to. Yeah. No, there's nothing the whole wrong thing with as it. a whole. Nothing wrong with it. I've yeah. got him coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I, I I would imagine. I mean, Cap would be in. But this is the beauty of doing this: is that I can do I some it. controversial stuff it's and great. get away with it. But like. Yeah, Cap would definitely be in anyone's top three because he's the that's the trinity of the MCU. Okay. But I have him at number four. So my number three. Number four. My right? number three. I oh, did Doctor oh, Strange. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's number right. three is Thor. Okay. Um, Who is your number three? <laughs> you, you're, you're that. My guess was Nebula. No. Okay, then I have no clue. Nick Fury. He was 11 for me. Yeah. I have him at number three because if it wasn't for Nick Fury, there's no Avengers initiative. Nick Fury is... I was going to ask you if you even considered him. Yeah. I thought I was high on him. No, I'm very high uh, on Nick Fury, especially seeing him in Captain Marvel, Uh, especially considering the ramifications of not having him during the events of Infinity War and Endgame. Like... 
I, I think that you you weighed your list extremely heavy on Infinity War and Endgame, and I can definitely see why. And but that when was you look why at Nick my, didn't make it. But when you look at my top six, and you consider that I had Clint and Nick Fury in my top six, and they're not even in those two movies, like I, I we we just. We looked at it completely differently, and I think that that's really awesome. Well, we looked that, at that's... it from the opposite ends, where you said he's, you know, to make a sports analogy, he's the MVP because their team sucked without him, basically. Basically. You know, you said Clint and, and Nick weren't there, and look what happened. Yeah. The world ended. <laughs> well, yeah. Half ended. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, when you really look at it, though, like, Nick Fury really is the MVP. He's been in so many movies. Um I mean, dude, he's... Where would you put him on the power scale? <laughs> he's pretty low on the power scale. Um, Because, I mean, he's just a human. He's a badass, but he's, he's just got a, a human. He's a gun. But he's got his got wit. Gun. Yeah, he's got a wit. He um, also died three times? Yeah, so and came back. So, I, I don't know, man. I just I think don't have that... an issue with that, because I really was going to put him in my top ten. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't justify the power. Yeah. Where, you know, I, I, I did value power, and I obviously valued power in certain instances. I, I just valued what their overall value was to the whole MCU. Here's like a good question. Whole, wait, whole, yeah. Rank the top five most important people in the Bulls dynasty. Oh, my gosh. Chicago Bulls of the 90s. From one to five, the most important person in their dynasty to five. And I think we'll find, we may not find a difference. You may realize you don't necessarily think that way, but it was implied in the MCU. What what would your top five be? Oh my gosh. This is shifting the basketball here for a second. Because I want to see see where your priorities lie. uh, You're putting me on the spot here. Uh, well, it's an easy because I don't one. know names. I, I, I'm not really good with names. I don't think you have an issue with these names. But I mean, um, there's Jordan, I think Phil Pippen, Jackson, Rodman, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson. Um, I think know, at the Kerr, the you know, he's a such a high ranking. Phil Jackson is to me. Uh, Give me top three. Michael was obviously number one. Okay. I think Phil would be number two. Okay, and there's where our differences lie. Yeah, I would put Phil probably seventh. <laughs> to me, he wasn't as important as people um, think he is. And yeah. to me, uh, coaches are only as good as their players, and Nick Fury is only as good as the last battle fought by his best man. To me, true. That doesn't mean he's not important. As I said, he was eleventh for me, um, but I have, look I have at a, things differently. I have a plus sign next to him on my paper. Yeah. Um, because I was looking hard at him, but I just couldn't. It's like a a scale of three different things, and he was just way too low on the power scale. Oh yeah. Um, and also didn't he didn't have an emotional story necessarily. Did we did we do your three? My three was number th- or it was Thor. Was Thor? So okay, so uh, I, is that is he coming up? Yeah. You, okay. So let's talk about Thor. Let's talk about Thor. Um, does that make him your number two? He is my number okay. two. So Thor, I think both of us can just agree that that's two, three, not big, not a big deal. Yeah, um, I, I would assume that I my number struggled easy. with these top three. I, I did too because you know, and your top three is a little bit different, of course. But I had, 
obviously Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor are my top three in some order. Um, so I was weighing little differences against mm-hmm. each other. And to me, Thor had I, such mm-hmm. an incredible uh, journey from in in not Iron Man's journey was eleven years strong. Yeah, Thor's really felt like it was about five, and it was just expedited. You know, can I say that I almost had Thor at one? I I put Thor at one and then dropped yeah, him. I, I did too because he was. Maybe the most important in terms of power. Yeah. His story, though not the most emotional, perhaps, was maybe the most compelling. Um, And really the most satisfying to see overcome. Yeah. Because Tony's was a story of ego. Yeah. Um, And Thor, yes, he was young, brash, and confident. Yeah. And perhaps egotistical. For sure. But he was never a bad guy. No. You know? So Thor's story was, uh, though, though completely unrelatable, um, still felt a little bit relatable mm-hmm. in in the way it happened. Yeah. And boy, he's just really powerful. <laughs> yeah, he's amazingly powerful. The the thing that I love so much about Thor's story is that he's a god that understands like humanity and is at one with his human side and so he has these feelings for Jane his mother his father his brother and all of them go at some point and he's dealt with death more than anybody yeah he's dealt with that's why I had him at number one for the longest and then at the like last minute I was like I can't not have Iron Man at number one and I put him there but now that I think more about it I I I don't know it's still tough for me but just because the 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 beauty of of Thor uh, of Fat Thor was that you know it didn't matter that he was fat like he was still worthy and beyond and that, he was so depressed. It, and Chris Hemsworth, yeah, turned into the, maybe the most entertaining person in the cast. <laughs> yes. And yes. Thor became legitimately funny. Yeah, without trying to you know overdo it. Yeah. So it wasn't just about bulging ripped Thor. Mm-mm. It was about this dude's funny. Yeah. You know. And he became more relatable in in those moments because depression, the depression, and. I I cannot say enough about what they did with Thor's story in Endgame. Nice and save. Just Taika. Well man. done. I, he was he was lost. He was not happy with the character. Things were not going well in the Thor franchise, yeah. and Taika came in and, and reinvigorated him. And now, as we talked in our last episode's uh, news um, bulletin or two previous episodes, um, he's ready to go. He yeah. wants more Thor. Yeah, yeah. he's excited. And I just, man, I I really love Thor a lot. And yeah. I think the thing with Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man is they all completed a full journey. They did. They were like one of and very that's why few. it was hard to keep them out of the top three. Yeah. Um, I, I see your justification for for Nick. Um, in his own way, uh, he completed his first journey. You know, yeah. or his second or third, depending on, you know, in the MCU is his first journey. But mm-hmm. yeah, Thor. Um, 
top three power, top mm-hmm. three story, mm-hmm. and um, top three impact. Yeah. So there's no reason. All three of them had that, to be honest. Probably, yeah. Uh, well, power. Captain eh. America's power is a little lacking. A little lacking. Um, Iron Man's got enough power with his gadgets, but he's not top three. But when you consider Cap lifting the hammer, becoming worthy, that, that right. makes him a lot more powerful. If intangibles but, was a category, mm, yeah. certainly for sure. Cap would be number one. Oh, probably. he'd be number one for sure, yeah. I did say, I will say, now that we know who our number ones are. I don't know mine. I don't know yours. I don't know yours. Well, who's your number one? Iron Man. Ah, yeah, yeah, I, okay, had to, yeah. I had to do I, it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. couldn't not. But I did. I did weigh Captain America, and I did weigh Thor. Um, ironically, Thor is the one I weighed the most. Yet Captain America finished higher than him. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I put Captain America above Thor, even though I thought Thor might be number one. I don't know why. I think I it was the emotional that. journey of yeah. Captain America because the main storyline of the Infinity Saga was these two. Yeah. It was these two stories. Thor's storyline came later on. It started as the young, brash, um, almost king um, that was brought down to earth, literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally. Um, uh, that's kind of funny. That's great. Uh, <laughs> and he overcame that and found himself... Um, worthy mm. 10 years later you know yeah. so in his own way he did complete that ultimate journey but the really the most satisfying journey was the over overcoming of death yeah and depression and that was his final mountain to climb and how cool was it to see him climb it i will i will say that now that we've done this you kind of know where I'm at on the controversy scale of doing these lists. I, I'm excited for potential for uh, a villains list, top ten villain list, because that one's I, gonna I've, get crazy. That one's gonna get crazy. But I, just so people that listen know. That was one of those things that I didn't want to say right off the bat about how we looked at this, how we looked at doing our list was I said, you know what, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do this based on power, based on story, most importantly, most on role within the universe. Right. Well, it's actually the most important to we me. We had the three structures, but I didn't say how much you should weigh each, each of them. But I added a fourth into my own which was what the hell <laughs> let me let me like let me try to do something off the wall let me try to do something weird and justify it so that was my that was my thing that's why I, I put Clint as high as I did that's why I put Nick Fury as high as I did because in reality like that is kind of how I feel about them you know um and I'm trying to, I guess, put some shine on some characters that I think get overshadowed and overlooked. So, well, here we are, number one. Yep. Iron Man. Yep. He's my number one as well. Um, eventually, a no-brainer. Yeah. I, I don't think... Here's the thing. Show me a top ten list that doesn't have him at number one. 
Show me a top three that doesn't have him in the top three from anybody. Yeah. That's yeah. how important, how crucial, how the story. It's his story. It is. It's his story. Um, he dies. Why that you, helps, you know. Why do you think that he's the one that snaps the fingers? Yeah, he's it's the main character. Story. He's the first movie. He's first movie, last face. Yeah. When it mattered, you yeah. know. The Infinity Saga ended when Thanos evaporated. Yep. And who was the most important person that scene? It was Stark. Yep. And he's the man. You know, he started this whole thing. Uh, Nick Fury was the support system uh, mm-hmm. upon which it was built. Um, you could argue that Coulson was one of the biggest motivating factors. Mm-hmm. But without an engaged Iron Man, they were nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for him to go from billionaire arms dealer to selfless hero that saves the world giving up everything he's ever built Mm -hmm. just the story in the first iron man movie alone does it yeah i mean he sees that what he's doing is wrong and that the stuff that he is creating and selling and making fortune off of is getting into the wrong hands so yeah wow you you cannot say enough about iron man You, you really can he's the most integral part of the entire franchise also set up spider-man to be oh dude uh, yeah one of the biggest impacts of the the second generation uh thor didn't do that captain america didn't do that Mm -hmm. um captain america for all he does right and as selfless as he is he's an introvert yeah and so he actually didn't do much for anybody outside of captain america well falcon Yes, yes. I mean, and he's Winter Soldier. People that he comes across Bucky. or is friends yeah. with, yeah, he will die for. Yeah, absolutely. But he doesn't but go out of his way. He doesn't way. change the world. And he did, you know, you saw it was really cool in Endgame when the world was falling apart five years later. He was being a local leader, you yeah. know? So, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's selfish. I'm just saying the resources in which he was given. Just like he fights on the ground level and, um, you know, tells the cops where to put the perimeter. Yeah. Iron Man's up there taking the nuclear bomb into space, you know, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. the kind of level that's that we're dealing with here. Exactly. That's the difference. It's it's literally Superman and Batman, I think. But yeah, in terms of power levels and yeah, scope. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And when you ultimately find out that Iron Man has the same heart as Captain America. Yeah. Yet unlimited amount of resources, uh high much higher power levels. It's hard to just give him the nod, oh, and he's the main character, the one that <laughs> actually saves the universe. Yeah. Um you know, I how mean, do you, you go sounded wrong? just like Tony Stark right there. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty incredible. And and yeah. we both had those thoughts of Thor because he's so powerful. His journey was so um Amazing. It's so relatable. His journey never makes you cry. But oh, along the way... It made me cry. It, at what point? <laughs> oh, I am just emotional. No, 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 that's, no. That's, that's not what I'm saying, though. There's not one point that's really sad, though. Oh, well... Like, when when is it sad? His dad evaporates. Yeah. He basically kills his sister. 
you know, his mother dies off screen um, or yeah. not off screen, but, you know, she dies once off screen. And another time it's kind of, you know, just a quick kill. He mm-hmm. loses his girlfriend, but there's no moment where Loki. you break down. And that's a Loki death, though. You're sad his... because Loki died. Mm, yeah. You're not yes like, no. oh, Thor. You're like, oh, snap. <laughs> seeing Loki that, is gone. Seeing that emotion from Thor, sure. though. Sure. Yeah, that, no that doubt. Does, and that that's why the emotional journey was so impactful. But nobody's breaking down and crying like when you see Iron Man pass away. Or but, even when he's talking to his kid. To be fair, you never really see that from Thor. No, you don't. Until Endgame. When well, he's having to realize that, oh my gosh, like my mom's passed away. My dad's not here. Thor's the a mercenary. Girl, the girl I loved is gone. Yeah. My brother's dead. Like, all of that hits him at once because he's just so... Yeah. Like, he's the typical, he like, it. male in that regard. Like, it's you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, most guys are told, you know, don't cry, all this other kind of things. Like, just don't feel emotions, stuff like that. For sure. And, and then it hit him. So, like... That that I I don't know, man. Like it was just so hard for me picking between Thor and Iron Man. Was, yeah. was very hard. No, but at the you. end of the day, man, like Iron Man is just that's Iron Man. There was just too many tiebreakers that went in Iron Man's favor. Exactly. For me, it was exactly. a more of an emotional decision to take Thor, and I don't mean that in you know the way that we've been discussing. But it was just an instinctual. Like Thor's, I think, are our favorite characters of the last like five movies or so because he was so cool and his Absolutely. journey was so awesome. Some of the greatest um, scenes ever. Right. And in different categories, we would take different people um, for different things. Yeah. But just purely Thor on Thor was just one. so cool. Yeah. And his scenes, he had the coolest scenes of Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. And, and then Iron Man. I mean, all you need to look at is the scene. It was a deleted scene, but well not even the deleted scene the funeral I mean everybody oh. showed up and paid their respects yeah. even the people that didn't necessarily love him you weren't know him that they well. were all there Dude, yeah. Drax was there <laughs> he was there <laughs> was he wearing a suit it's a, a sleeveless suit I believe <laughs> um, I've never cried in a movie more than when Iron Man died so that uh, was that's true I that's can't fair. I can't act like this wasn't the most impactful so that does bring up a pretty easy just put a, him at number one just a just an off the wall question though just because you said it first movie that you actually legit cried at like in a theater sad like sad i've never cried at a sad movie in a theater no, I've no, no, cried. i'm just saying like movie in general like you were sad and you cried i've never cried first time in a movie theater from being sad i've cried in a movie theater from being happy i always cry in big climactic montages really that i don't cry i don't ever cry at movies i i tear up and st- like my body yeah is so emotionally responsive that sometimes i, I that just too. tear up when those scenes come out like happy lion happy king moments. and i don't Dude, even cry yeah. at the sad part of the lion king i cry when it's you know mufasa's running back to pride yeah. rock like that's when i cry yeah 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 the first sad movie i ever cried to was a walk to remember ah. which is Nick- nicholas sparks yeah I think the first one for me was uh, like in a theater. Uh, 
this is this is funny because I was like kind of it's kind of like showing age I guess but like um episode three of Star Wars just because I was young and I really didn't understand and I saw Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting and then what happens with Anakin and I was like I felt the same emotions as a kid that like Obi-Wan was feeling in that moment and I was like dude I was overcome by that and I was like oh my gosh and then as an adult I think (laughs) it's crazy it's so crazy because this is the Marvel podcast and here I am gushing but like as an adult the first time I think I cried in a theater probably was like seeing Han Solo die but uh that was so quick yeah but absolutely the the worst pain that I've felt in a movie theater was Iron Man <laughs> like that was just like that it was a collective hurt. <laughs> yearning for yeah for help that hurts so it, because, bad well and and by the way I, I teared up when when Snape was dying and they went through the oh dude the teardrop oh my um, god yeah so yeah it was uh it was it was like graduating and yeah. and high school's over and you don't get to see all these people again yeah and you thought i'm never gonna see tony stark in a movie again played by robert downey jr yep and that's a reality in a movie that you can't get from a comic um because there's always the next one around the corner and that's right. why movies do pull your heartstrings so much um chris evans we in a different way we saw oh well he's done yeah (laughs) he's older you know joe Joe biden's passing the (laughs) passing the shield um so we knew you know for some reason it didn't isn't that funny we didn't cry when captain america retired even though it's the same impact as either one of them died in real life no we're not going to see either one of them again ever so well, I that, wouldn't say ever, but well, yeah, they make him. Yeah, you know, but that's that's kind of weird when you think about it. Like a movie I where think, you know the person isn't actually dying, and they're both not coming back. And we were devastated by Iron Man and almost proud of Captain America because of the story. Yeah, well, of course, it was the story, the writing, but like it's just amazing that that's you're not. We, sad, we don't rationalize yeah. it. Well, we I mean, just look react. at it. Look at it. Look at it like this, though. Look at how the story was written. Like you feel sad for Cap in the beginning of his story, so it only makes sense that at the end of his story you'd feel a little happier. And with Iron Man, you start to feel happy about him right off the get-go when he realizes what he's doing is wrong, and then you see his character growth, and you know he has some dips here and there, but. Yeah, it just made the most sense. Looking back on it, I remember us debating on who we thought would probably die in Endgame, and I was I heavily favored in Cap being the one. We figured to die. one of them had to go. Yeah, but it, now it just makes so much more sense that it would be Iron Man to die. I mean, it just does. So yeah, Cap never had to prove anything to himself. Ah, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Robert as as Stark was always proving himself to be the better person uh, compared to the person that everybody thought he was. Mm-hmm. And that he 
felt like he was. He didn't want to be his father. And then he met his father. Yeah. And he goes, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. You know, we, we both were trying to figure this thing out together. And mm-hmm. it's just kudos to the brothers for figuring out how to give all three major, um, you know, send off guys, which of course Thor is continuing, but uh, those original three to give them all their own story yeah. within a single movie while dealing with hundreds of other, you know, <laughs> characters within yeah. this universe, yeah. um, dozens of main characters. I mean, how cool is it that Thor got to meet his mom, mm-hmm. uh, Iron Man got to see his dad, and then Cap got to see his his girl? Yeah. Uh, well done, you know? And that's why they're my top three, and that's why you're wrong. <laughs> uh, to, like I said, though, like to be fair, Cap would be in my three if I wasn't basing it off of that fourth and your weird little weird broken rules broken rule there all right well <laughs> it's been a good discussion um if you guys enjoyed this tune in for our next one where we talk about the top 10 villains of the mcu and i think the the heroes were a little bit more self-explanatory because we they dedicate full movies to them mm-hmm. and villains generally um they're very subjective a lot of and one-offs. They don't have, yeah, they, they're one-offs, many of them. And sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're in the middle. So we'll find out uh, there was no hard rules to our structure. So we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. I'm intrigued. No and uh, as I said, I hope you guys join us. We're having a blast with this. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you have any questions, comments, or any way we can improve on this. Um, any last thoughts on our, our heroes? Iron Man takes the cake. If you thought that this list was crazy from hearing my mouth, my list, all I have to say is just wait. It gets, there's more. <laughs> Please let us know what your top 10 is. Um, I would love to hear everybody's top 10, top five, whatever you want to put. You want to hear people bicker about my top 10. That's I want to hear all <laughs> your thoughts. You Give me your hear. top 10. Give me... Why is Iron Man? Iron Man doesn't belong. If you feel that way, you tell me, and I'll tell you why you're wrong, and I'll tell you you're right because you don't have Clint in your top ten and you don't have Gamora. <laughs> and I thought he was going to put Nebula because he was weighing the last movie so heavily with uh, the people that you know were irrelevant otherwise. Um, <laughs> but just let me know what you guys think, what your top ten is, and we'll get back to you. Um, you know, we'll check the comments. Hopefully, we have some comments. <laughs> um, but tune in next time. We're going to deal with some villains. And as always, thanks for joining us. Bye.